Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is this that JPP podcast? back to talk about blockbuster trades of the NFL, the Browns taking it to overtime again, and their bye-bye-byes, who they thought they were, and who's not making the playoffs. All that and more this week on Just Press Play. The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Play Podcast. You like apples? All right, welcome back into another edition of the JPP Pod. We're, we're down one, we're missing Pops, but we got L and Uncle Tone joining. What's up, hello, guys? Hello, hello, hello. I'll keep doing my uh, British voice as long as we keep having London games. So <laughs> I'm telling you, speaking of, so those London games, I know no one cares about my fantasy team or really anyone's fantasy team that's not their own. But I bet, I bet I'm not the only person that Melvin Gordon cost me a damn loss in fantasy because I knew to monitor it, but I just knew myself so, and I'm not waking up at 8 a.m. Yeah. on Sunday. So here's morning. my first rant of the evening. I know you guys realize it won't be my last. But <laughs> Ding number one. Yeah. All so, right, let's yeah, hear it. Let's so hear it. Melvin Gordon. Is I this had, the first F bomb or the last F bomb? We'll this see. This is probably going to be the first F bomb. This is, I've got Melvin Gordon and I've got him on a couple of teams. And on both of those teams, I am either leading the league or right behind it. So, I'm You're uh, probably doing okay, pretty so well. It's Sunday morning. It's yeah. Sunday morning. I know to get up, and all of a sudden, Melvin Gordon's inactive. You want to know why Melvin Gordon's inactive? Because the fucking grass in Wembley Stadium is two and a half inches long or something, and it's slick. So if Melvin Gordon is playing anywhere in the United States, anywhere, he's playing on Sunday. Oh, good lord! But since he's in London, where they grow grass to play some stupid ass club sport. He can't play. And that costs me two, not one, two victories. Which is serious oh, money, man. man. It's anyway. So I don't know why. I, it's just, oh, you know, man. anyway, there it is. So, yeah, it's tough to wake up after, a you know, party animals that we are. It's tough to wake up at 830 morning, but conditions really make it worse. So normally, normally I don't like bringing up, especially like my fantasy and my complaints. But I thought that one was worth bringing up because I bet there's like like you like we mentioned, I bet most Melvin Gordon owners out there, unless they screwed up the rest of their draft, they're probably doing pretty well, and that probably really pissed them yeah. off to wake up and yeah, see. Yeah, nobody cares because I had thirty three points from my defense and still lost my game. So like, go ahead and just go to hell. Like, I don't care. <laughs> 
Well, that gets me perfectly to our presenting sponsor of the JPP pod. And if your fantasy team is like LJ's and you, and you just aren't very good, then you can still get in get in and win some money by heading over to my bookie and putting the money down. Yep. And we got Uncle Tony back. I'm sure he's going to give you a few locks this week. Skin, I, don't, I don't know what they'll pick be. Em, but did me right. Did me right. Skins picking was all right. <laughs> But I want to get to our first topic, and it sounded like deja vu to me, but the Cowboys have now traded a first-round pick for a wide receiver. The Cowboys trade their first in 2019 for Amari Cooper of the the Raiders, and it just – John Gruden just keeps tearing that sucker down. I don't know if anybody else is going to make it to Vegas with them, but he'll get there. I mean, what – I just want to toss it straight to you, Tony. What do you what do you think of the trade? What do you trying think of the Cowboys? Place my words because I I don't want to throw f bombs every time I speak tonight. But um, <laughs> you know, it was it was widely known that around the league that they were <laughs> they were looking for a first round pick. The Raiders were, and everybody was offering them a second until the Cowboys, uh, you know, just said, "Oh well, gosh, yeah, let's give you a first round pick." Um, so here's the thing: if that was Amari Cooper. <laughs> From 2015 uh, and 2016, it's definitely worth it. So his first two years in the league, yeah, he tore it up and did well. But what's happened is Amari Cooper has turned out to be our generation's Jimmy Smith, where, you know, it's great that he can get out there and he he looks like he should be play the part, but he doesn't. And for you to give up a first-round pick uh, for a guy that you're going to have in half of 18, who is concussed, by the way, half of 18 and then all of 19, uh, for a guy that you could have probably paid, you could pay Des Bryant a little bit less than probably what you're paying Cooper and pretty much got the same receiver. Um just not a yeah. just not a good trade, and you know you know it's bad when Troy Aikman comes out and says, you know, I think the Cowboys fucked up, and and that's that's when you know it's a bad <laughs> trade when Troy Aikman's talking talking bad about the Cowboys, and that's what it is. So I am not not. Well, I will say trade. I I don't think. Troy Aikman is a very bright human being when he doesn't have a football in his hand because he was just recently saying how like podcasts are something that nobody listens to. And if he's right, then we're wasting our time here. So, um, Um, but, uh, but, but I'll also say that I, I totally agree with what you're saying. It feels like when, when I heard that this trade was happening, I remember very vividly how the Cowboys were talking about that. They haven't had a number one receiver in like six years or something like that. And Amari Cooper sounds exactly like Des Bryant to me where he had like, two or three amazing years and then we'll, and then kind of that downward slope. And now it seems trying to get rid of him. I mean, like why, why not pick up Des again? Like, I don't understand why they wanted Amari for a first round pick. I just don't see what the yeah. value was for them. I'm hoping Kev's going to drop some just nasty stats okay, on us so, about Amari Cooper here the last four years. Cause I didn't get a chance to research. Right. Him. Well, there, there's quite a bit, there's quite a bit to unpack here from, from y'all's responses. But one, I did, I did want to say something about, you're, the remark that Jerry Jones said that we haven't had a number one receiver in whatever mm-hmm. he said, seven, ten years, whatever yeah. he said, that's really a dumb thing to say when <laughs> you are the guy that drafts and then picks receiver. Like, like, I don't know if he realizes yeah. this, but it's like basically he's like, really, I've sucked for the past eight years at evaluating receivers. So that one was dumb. But just on Amari Cooper, and I, I will say this, I get what you're saying on the fact that they could have had Des Bryant for probably cheaper and and all this and not given up a first round pick. But Amari Cooper for for as bad as he's been the past year and besides last year, I think he had like that one two hundred yard game on Thursday night football. Other than that, he's been pretty abysmal. I think he yeah. leads the NFL in drops over the course of the past year and a half. But 
What he does that's different than than Des Bryant is he does actually create separation. The Cowboys receivers, there's like these these next gen stats. I was I was lo- looking up some stuff, and Bill Barnwell uh, really always tweets them out. And the Cowboys receivers are 32nd right now in creating separation. And basically, it was showing that Dak Prescott never <laughs> throws to open receivers, or at least it's like at 20. I think it was like 27% of his receivers are open, which means like three yards of separation. And the NFL average is like 45%. So he is Jay Cutler. Yeah. So it was like maybe Dak Prescott is good. For a second. What is the purpose well, of a quarterback? Well, uh, so to throw to open receivers. Uh, <laughs> well, and to wear a boot when you need them yeah, to. So. Wear a boot. <laughs> well, so 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 here's here's the thing is is and here's the reason I'll kind of defend the trade. I agree that that basically the NFL made fun of the Raiders two weeks ago when they were like we're we're shop they might be shopping a marker but they're asking for a first and basically the NFL in total and all analysts were like. LOL, a first for Amari Cooper. No one's going to do that. <laughs> we'll see. And Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones are like, <laughs> hold, hold on, on wait, wait a minute. minute. Let me get some push up. So yeah. I do think they overpaid. <laughs> they did overpay for Amari Cooper. But here's the thing. Here's why I think it was actually probably worth doing is just because they got to figure out, not this offseason, real typically what they would do with Dak Prescott and a, and a rookie, a quarterback on his rookie deal, they would decide this offseason whether they would go ahead and pay him the extension or not. And that extension, as we all know, for quarterbacks is really high. So they got to make their decision soon on whether they would pay him. And I don't think they can rightfully evaluate because he did have that great rookie year and then he didn't play as good last year. And this year, it seems like it's still up for debate. If he doesn't have anyone, if he doesn't have talent to throw it to, whether that's the Cowboys fault or not, which, yeah, I do think so. It's hard to judge him. Yeah, they they do need to decide whether they they need to decide whether he can be the guy. And so you go get him, Mark Cooper. If he can't if he can't make Mark Cooper better, then you can at least rightfully think to yourself, well, yeah. we tried to give him an option, and he's just not the guy. So I get their their debate there. And Amari Cooper did before they made the trade. They did talk with Amari Cooper, and he said he didn't like he would be willing to put off negotiations for a big contract until after this year and a half. So he's wanting to prove it. So I get it. And I Jason Garrett's thing though, the one thing that Jason Garrett came out and tried to defend his deal was like, he's only 24. He's not much older than a, a receiver we would have gotten the first round this year, which Calvin Ridley, I think, is 23. So you're right. But Calvin Ridley's also yeah. got three more years on a rookie deal where, like Tony said, if, Am- if Amari Cooper has a great eight games to end this season, he's going to be asking for – I mean, Sammy Watkins yeah. just got paid $16 million a year, and he's not even a number two, maybe three receiver. I mean, Cooper's going to ask for $20 million a year if he's productive. You're absolutely so then right. you're on he's, the hook he's willing Cooper to like and- sit and not talk for a year and a half as long as he doesn't blow up, and then yeah. he's going to want to talk about his contract. You know, it's easy to say I don't want to talk about it when everybody's trying to shop you out. Yeah, yeah let him yeah. have a big, let him have a big half of this year. Yeah, let him have a big eight games to end this year, and the Cowboys somehow miraculously win the NFC East, and Jason Garrett gets a ten year extension, and then Cooper's going to be asking for his sixteen to twenty million a year. Yeah. real quick. It's going to. I mean, it's just part of the game but i did look up and tony you'll remember some of this the last time because i just thought this is deja vu the cowboys trading first for for receiver <laughs> and i looked up how it went the last two times the cowboys did this oh, and uh geez. in 2000 they traded oh, two first rounders yeah. for the seahawks <laughs> speedy joey galloway who <laughs> I, really I, I kind of kind of the <laughs> you, yeah. you can kind of tell how his career as a Cowboy would go in the very first game. And I hate to see an injury, yeah. but his first game as a Cowboy, is yep. he tore his ACL and missed that whole season. And then he ended up never having, in the four yeah. seasons he was there, he never yeah. had over 61 catches uh, or six touchdowns yep. in a season. Wow. And that was for two first-rounders. Yeah. 
By the way, the Seahawks, the Seahawks used one of those first round picks from yeah. the Cowboys on uh, Sean Alexander, yeah, who ended okay, up being the 2005 yeah, MVP, okay. who was also a guy they they could have probably <laughs> used him in 2001 when they were trying to figure out what to do uh, with an aging Emmett <laughs> Thanks, Smith. Kev. That's neither here nor That's there. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> then, oh, then they traded for, I, I believe it was 2011 or so, they, they traded yep, for... Yep. Uh, Roy yep. Williams from the Lions, and in that in that trade, they gave up a first, a third, and a sixth round pick for Roy Williams, who then immediately, as the date of the trade, agreed to a five year extension worth forty five million guaranteed. And for all that, Williams gave the Cowboys forty games in which he had ninety four <laughs> well, catches say- and thirteen touchdowns. That would average out to about two catches a game and less than. Oh uh, a half God. a touchdown a game. So that really worked out also well. Also did have a monopoly on everybody named Roy Williams that mm-hmm. year. So that was pretty cool. That's true. They were trying to <laughs> fool everybody. They, in the well, everyone's tapes room, they were going, Is that Roy Williams? Yeah. No, which Roy Williams is So it? here here's so, where here's where Kevin, I'm telling you guys. Here's, here's the thing and I, I is it horse I hate or cash? I don't know. Yeah. Kevin, you made a great point about Dak Prescott and his and his contract. <laughs> don't we won't delve into too much, yeah. but here's the thing. If that was what you were doing to see if Dak could really produce with a with a uh, wide receiver, then Amari Cooper was not your target. And LJ might hate to hear this. Demarius Thomas is probably going to end up somewhere oh, yeah, by the you're 30th. Right, though. And right. um, especially if the Broncos can't produce a win this yeah. weekend. And that's the yeah. guy they should have went and gotten. And they could have gotten that for second, third. And it's a one-year deal. You bring him in. You yeah. see what you can do. If it happens, you get chemistry. Then deal with Demarius Thomas. He's a much better character yeah. than, than Dez or I, I think Amari Cooper would be. That would have been a great – that would have been a great – play right there and you didn't see that happen and so we'll 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 see uh, I hope that Amari Cooper does what he's supposed to do but this is still we are still getting karma the Cowboys are still getting karma for Herschel Walker you know that was <laughs> that is just still coming back they're saying yeah Screw you, buddies. Throwback. You're still you're still on the plus <laughs> side on that one. So well, I was just gonna say by laying out the last few times the Cowboys have done this first for a receiver, it it can't get much worse. The bar <laughs> is set really low for what we expect out of a, our first round pick for a receiver. So we'll and see. Then that's when all of a sudden now Dallas Cowboy fans are just like the Cub fans, isn't it? And just, can it get much worse? Oh, shut up. Can it get much worse? Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, I don't even want to watch the World Series right now because it's the Dodgers and, yeah. uh, well, the Red Sox killing them, but Good. they're also like the second worst villains. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say that the the Raiders, uh, can we start an embargo where nobody trades with the Raiders? Because <laughs> as stupid as Gruden is, the, he's doing the right thing. I mean, they are, they're not, okay. the, the I don't care about Oakland Raiders are uh, ready for Vegas and they're going to, I mean, they're going to lock up the AFC West for like five years if people let them keep this up. Well, so that's, that's interesting. That's right where I wanted to go. If, if John Gruden didn't have a funny looking haircut, a memeable face, he fits right overpaid into by about the, the Davis overpaid by about ninety million and a walking <laughs> soundbite. And instead he was like some analytical guy from from baseball or from yeah, like young hotshot. We'd probably become in him a genius because all of a sudden the Raiders have now turned it turned a team where it was looking like they were a bunch of a bunch of guys who didn't know if they really liked each other and guys who were going to want big contracts. And they flipped that to five first round picks in the next two drafts. Now what Gruden does with those first round picks, we shall see. Yeah. But 
It is. Dad was on the money about four weeks ago when he said that the Raiders just told John Gruden, "Blow it up." We'll, yeah. We trust you to take us to Vegas with the right yeah. guys, yeah. and he's he's doing it. Well, that's why they gave him the ten year. That's what I like. I look at the Broncos and people are calling for Vance Joseph's head, which may or may not be a reasonable thing to call for. But the fact that he's a second year head coach, um, you got to let your coaches like develop the team that they want to develop. And the Raiders are letting Gruden do that. And I mean, whether Gruden's smart or not, that's an advantage he has over almost every coach in the NFL, besides maybe Belichick. And um, for some reason, uh, Marvin Lewis and, you know, a handful of other coaches. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did. Uh, the 10 year contract is a huge deal. That's actually going to do the Raiders a lot more good than yeah, bad. I, I so. agree with that. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing with Bill Belichick's long success was fi- like he finally got an owner that Robert Kraft lets Belichick. If he doesn't think if he thinks Richard Seymour's washed up, cut him. If he thinks Chandler Jones yeah. isn't worth the contract, cut him. And right. And or trade Jamie Collins for a first round pick and things like that. And and other teams don't trust their coach to make those decisions. Now, right. like you said, Gruden may take this straight into the ground and s- screw these first round picks up, but. If you're gonna get, if you're gonna bring a new coach in, you got to let him yeah. do it and and give him the ability to to do his system. And so at least they're trying. And also, the chances that you screw up five first round picks in two years is relatively low. I mean, like you still got a pretty good chance of getting at least a superstar oh, out of that. Like that's, I don't know, you can ask Jason Garrett that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so yeah, now Kevin, well, he's never had five in two years though. You yeah. can just throw a dart at a wall with that. I, I feel like, but Kevin just dropped us that knowledge on wide. As long as they don't pick wide receivers, they're fine. Um, <laughs> the so Kevin, you made a good point. And so here's the thing you had asked earlier, you know, what is is Gruden, an idiot or a genius? Uh, and, and I think he may be <laughs> well, an evil genius, although if we have time, I'd love to come back to LJ's comment about how the front office of the Oakland Raiders look. That's just awesome. If you've ever seen Mike <laughs> Davis sitting up in the stands, you know, you think you, the, you, you hear a banjo playing in the background or something. But anyway, Every time I've um, thought I could cut my own hair, then I Google a picture of Mark Davis and oh, change my mind. He, so. I keep wondering, like, he sure he sure got a purdy mouth. But anyway, he um, uh, he but but anyway, so if if Gruden is smart and here's what I think will happen next year's draft class is not as uh, heavy in athletes as it has been in the past. As a matter of fact, it's one of, if you if you follow Dynasty uh, fantasy next year's draft class is pretty thin. However, it's got a lot of offensive linemen, so it's not a real sexy draft. Yeah. So if Gruden is smart, he goes out there and he can get him two or three offensive linemen and really build a big big offensive line or the offensive line that he's looking for. He doesn't have to answer anybody. He doesn't have to go get a Saquon Barkley. He doesn't have to go get a first round quarterback. He can hang out, let it go. And then the next year when the big boys start to come and you just saw the Oregon quarterback probably going to stay in for one more year. Maybe. So 2020 will really be the year for them to, for him to really push it forward then. I do think it's interesting. Well, and I mean, honestly, statistically, the smartest thing he could do is to trade those first round picks for like three third rounds each and just like <laughs> end up with like some 20 picks in the draft. Well, like, that that's why statistically that's the why, best thing he could That's the thing do. where Gruden's not a genius because yes, he has, he has got uh, five first round picks and I do think that's smart. And they have gone. They're going to go into next year with seventy four million in cap space, and that's not. That's if they don't cut Derek Carr, or trade Derek Carr, and get out of that contract. But he also traded a third. Safe on Oakland. He also but. traded a third round pick for Martavis Bryant, and then cut him four weeks later, and then signed him back, and traded like a fifth round <laughs> pick for AJ McCarron. So <laughs> yeah. he's not stockpiling picks, but I do. So 
Uh, before we get completely off of this whole Cowboys and and Raiders <laughs> trade, I want to let's not let's not overlook what happened on Sunday, where the clapper Jason Garrett went into conservative <laughs> mode again. And let's just I wrote this down. The Cowboys had first down on the Washington 37 with one timeout and 52 seconds left. What they did from there was they pulled off a hole two plays, which was a six yard completion over the middle to Cole Beasley, where they then walked to the line real slow, wasted about (laughs) 35 seconds and then handed the ball to Ezekiel Elliott for three yards to the middle right. of the field. Smart way to save time. And then yeah. called a timeout to to decide, instead of maybe taking a shot at the end zone, which would have won the game, instead of forcing overtime, they were like, nah, yeah. we'll just settle for this 42-yard field goal. And then I will say, it is like the Cowboys to get screw, or to do something stupid and have a bad penalty that cost them the game. That actually was an abominable penalty. And I've seen highlights now over and over. The guy does the exact same thing every single snap, and then they call it right there with the last kick on the line to back him up for a snap infraction. That was a terrible call by the by the refs, but Jason Garrett deserved it because he didn't learn his lesson just two weeks ago yeah. when he played it conservative to go for the tie. If Hugh Jackson hasn't taught you that playing for overtime isn't smart, I don't know what will. I just... Jason Garrett is the worst coach, I think, maybe in the NFL. And we're, at least when it comes to game I'm, managing, I, he's wrong. just terrible. And he's just going to do what Jason. Oh, I don't want to get on a rant. We've done this a hundred times, but I just can't wait till he's the offensive coordinator of the Cardinals. And I get to say the Cardinals got the clap. So um, <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, I'm I'm staying calm here <laughs> on the back porch. It just drives me crazy. Doug Peterson just showed the NFL last year that, like, this whole new analytical thing about being aggressive and maybe go for it on fourth and two every now and then and and go for a touchdown and set. If you're playing for overtime, I mean, we're saying it's probably overtime is a 50 50 shot at winning if you get to overtime. And we're not going to take at least one shot at the end zone or or something. I just don't get it. You're just, yeah. ah, It just doesn't make sense. You started the podcast talking about Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer of the one and fucking six, I think. (laughs) New York football giants and he's getting praised. Yeah. You really need to go for two in that case because you really won't go in overtime on the road. And here's Jason Garrett, a six, seven, eight, what? 47 year coach. Uh, And, and he, he's going for, he's going for the tie. And again, I said it last time we were on and I'll say again, it's just character. It, it's just the way it is. And that's his character. He's not trying to win. He's trying not to lose. And you cannot play yeah. professional football like that. You can't I, play any professional. Did, you can't play any sport like that. I forget that. what was the, what was the, except like soccer. You can play soccer that way. <laughs> God, <laughs> I did not realize this is going to be the bash soccer podcast from Uncle Tony. <laughs> yeah. Man, Melvin Gordon. Would, that, I would have won. <laughs> Melvin Gordon been playing if they weren't playing on a damn soccer pitch. So uh, I'm not to, gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bomb you like Matthew Barry. But I'm telling you, <laughs> anywhere else but Wembley Stadium, Melvin Gordon goes off for 125, four catches and two <laughs> touchdowns, and I'm sitting on top of two leagues. <laughs> Never mind. Let's go. It's, like you said about Jason no Garrett, about Jason Garrett and, and, and playing playing to win the game. I think there was the, the prophetic words from Mr. Herm Edwards at one time when he was wearing a Jets sweatshirt where you play to win the game and Jason Garrett's not. Speaking of guys who, who don't play to win the game, and we Herm mentioned- Edwards quote, I've, 
I can go to bed now. It's a Herman Edwards quote. Awesome. We we mentioned awesome. uh, playing for ties and playing for for overtimes. Does does Hugh Jackson and the Browns do they know they don't actually get paid overtime in overtime? Like I swear, <laughs> I actually think they realize this. I've got a theory. I've got a theory that Hugh Jackson thinks he gets paid hourly. Is what so, happens, so. so he thinks if he could go, because I've never seen a team go to overtime as often as they do. And I, every week I'm like, could they get another tie? He needs. He's evaluating players. He needs more time to evaluate players. <laughs> All right. Well, we've we've talked. We've oh, we've bat- we've done enough bashing. I want to get to the part where we where we uh, talk good about a team. So I'll start with you, Uncle Broncos? Tony. Who is this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, boy, the Broncos get a win, and OJ's like, "Do we want to talk about the Broncos?" Oh, yeah, do we, we do need to talk Broncos tonight at some point, and I know LJ knows what I want to talk about. All right, Tony. Well, it may, it, the, the Broncos may be your choice, but who's this week for you on the? No. <laughs> Are you buying the Broncos, Tony? Who you got, Uncle? Okay, so who I'm buying, because I was looking at the spreadsheet we had, and I thought a few weeks ago that I bought the Redskins. And I was looking at our spreadsheet, and it doesn't look like that I have. Well, you you uh, all but did, because you made the bet on them, but I don't think you bought them in our, in our segment. So our game. I am I am buying the Redskins, and I'll give you a, a big quote this week, and, and or a big deal this week. And if you're up out there on my bookie, I don't know the line yet between Washington and the Giants, but let me say this. Here's your line. Giants, Listen up, boys. Watch- if Washington goes into the into New York, they just let go of Eli Apple. Things are not good in in the Meadowlands. I believe the Redskins go in there, win that game. They'll be five and two. They'll have a two game lead on everybody else in that division. I think Washington is a buy and probably lock for the playoffs if they can win this weekend on the road against uh, against Washington. Uncle Tony meant to say against the New York Giants. They have a tremendously favorable schedule down the stretch. Get to play the Giants again. Well, they get to play the NFC East. Get to play NFC East. They get the Cowboys (laughs) now. Yeah, they get to play the NFC East. And by the time they play the Cowboys uh, on Thanksgiving in – Amari Cooper is going to be rolling. That offense will be just rolling. (laughs) Amari Cooper will have at least 10 drops. By then, it'll be perfect. (laughs) So, I'm buying – I'm buying the Redskins because defensively they are manhandling people, and uh, that's that's where you start to win in the uh, going down the stretch. Well, okay, that's interesting, and I thought about the Redskins too, and I thought you had bought them too. I had to, I was looking back at the spreadsheet. I was like, oh, I guess I guess uh, Tony never did actually buy them, but I agree. I think the I, I, the Redskins may almost be a pick to make the playoffs just because someone's got to win the NFC East. Kind of like what LJ sent us last week in an email where he's like, <laughs> can can no team make it out of the East? They're, they're just bad. The Eagles did. They were up 17-0 to and ended up losing to the Panthers. The I don't know. Good. That Super Bowl yeah. hangover is is real, and maybe I was wrong trying to buy yeah, in on them. Yeah. No, but I, I think that's another reason why the Cowboys probably are willing to give up that first for Coopers because it really is, at this point, the East is up. Somehow the Cowboys have a legit shot. At yeah. winning that, and it they, they can't even win a game on the road. It's a dice roll. Yeah, so I, the FC East is a craps table. That's all it is. I kind of so. like that. By the only problem I would maybe have is they're still relying on who he's an alien. I don't know how he's doing it, but Adrian Peterson, you're still relying on a, a running back who you would think's over the hill, and he just keeps running over people. And Alex yeah. Smith is still Alex Smith, and he does seem to falter late in the season, dude. You think Alex Adrian Smith, Peterson might talking, be on that like CRISPR shit? You, he might be on because he got over that ACL pretty quick. I think. Uh, a little too I think Adrian football. I think Adrian Peterson got on the uh, 
the TB12 LeBron James thing where they just they don't get tested, but they're, they're, there's a little there's a little something in their water or something. There's a little leeway. Yeah, he hit up Alex Guerrero just right. Yeah. yeah, Peterson did come out and say he was playing with a dislocated shoulder this past weekend. So we'll see how he comes out of it next week. Yeah, he's he got like a sprained ankle, dislocated shoulder, and a like a sprained yeah. MCL, and he still like goes for 28 carries, yeah. just running right into the middle yeah. of the Dallas defense, and. I, it's impressive. We can rebuild him. We have the technology. Yeah. <laughs> the bionic man. All right, LJ, is this is this your time to to go? Are you going to make a real buy, or is this you just want to praise the Broncos? Oh, I'm not buying the Broncos. Okay, no. okay, good God, no. I love them. The, oh, that game was the most fun I've had watching football in a long time. But um, Mike McCoy, no, just the gift and, that keeps I, on giving. Well, and yeah. he'll come up later. Uh, but uh, uh, Jacksonville, I think, is going to be my buy because I just wow. don't think you can get them cheaper than they are right wow. now. Yep, I don't think you get them cheaper wow. than they are right now. And uh, a quiet Jalen Ramsey might be the thing that starts that defense playing some football. I don't know. I just I think that's a that's a risky buy, but I'm taking. I did it. not think you could shock okay. me with your buy this week, and and you boy, guys. you have. Y'all are awesome. <laughs> Y'all are awesome. <laughs> One, dude, have you have you not seen Blake Bortles play quarterback? This year or any year for that matter. I actually didn't watch football this week. Hey, if you haven't seen him now, you may not get to see him again. (laughs) (laughs) So that might actually be an improvement. I'm just saying. (laughs) So uh, I just want to bring up to you, L. I don't know if and you of all people would know would get this. And I think this team looks exactly like where the Broncos were about week five last year, where that defense is amazing. But they just they're they're about ready to quit because their offense literally turns the ball over inside the 30 five times a game. And you just, I don't care how good you are at defense. If you give them a short field every time, you're going to give up 27 points. And I don't know. I saw a Super Bowl won by the Broncos that exact way. So, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. So here, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little bit. I'll, I'll back LJ on it this way. They still got a quality defense. They're just not playing very well right now. They got a couple of guys out. So if they get them back, they could bring it back. But that is a that is a cluster in the uh, NFC South, I believe is what that is, and AFC yeah. South, so yeah, yeah. A, uh, AFC South, AFC, and yeah, it, yeah, 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 it's yeah. a it's a cluster, and so the Texans somehow uh, win that garbage, but the Texans somehow Houston, lead that division with Bill O'Brien yeah, as their head coach. I, two <laughs> weeks ago, three weeks ago, I picked Houston out of the playoffs, and I'm still sticking with that. I don't know what's going on oh, right you're now. You're still but, right. You're definitely right. Yeah, I think so. Go find but a way but to give it away. Here's, Here's here's your little nugget. Let's see. We'll come back together again and see what happens next week. But I'm making a prediction right now that the starting quarterback after the bye for the Jacksonville Jaguars is Eli Manning. So uh, I don't think that's much Tom better. Coughlin, I mean, Tom Coughlin is the president. Have you have you watched Eli Manning GM, this year? General Tony. manager of the Jaguars. <laughs> Hey, watch the uh, seat. Hey, I'm just saying, see what happens. I, I would I'm not surprise me because hey, they've. You know what actually is a good fit is if the Steelers want to sign uh, Le'Veon Bell. You know, Ben Roethlisberger is basically Blake Bortles. They're both 240. They're both 6'5. <laughs> they both can shake a tackle. They both can't throw. I mean, like, you know, the defense doesn't have to, or the offense doesn't have to change a step. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Yeah, except Blake Bortles has never led the league in, in passing yards either. So, well, Blake Bortles has never had, uh, Le'Veon Bell has never had Antonio Brown. I mean, I'm just saying, like, we'll see. Hey, okay, we'll see. Hey, I'd like hey, to see that. You're messing Kevin up, man. He's wanting to go to the next segment. <laughs> well, I was going to, well, I was going to mention with the Jaguars <laughs> and, and Bortles because I thought, I thought okay. they would come up somewhere in this game, but I did not think they would come up on the bye. <laughs> no, I just, this was the last place I thought they would come up. But yeah. I, I yeah. they can't get them cheaper. They have they're to do again. something hey, with Blake it, Bortles. Again. They have to do something with Blake Bortles because Bortles, 
is get him a greyhound. Well, well, you you heard the yeah. the, the media uh, was going to get let into the locker room, and then they had to be kicked out of the locker room because Calais Campbell and other defensive players started almost into a fist fight because. And then they asked Jalen Ramsey afterward about what's going on, and he said, "Look, we all know what's going on. We can't say it because you know you can't talk about it because they just paid the quarterback. But we all know what's going on." And Bortles is on. on he didn't mention the quarterback part. I, I put that one in there, but I agree with Tony. There is going to be a trade in in the Jaguars' future, but I happen to think it's going to be them trading for Derek, trading basically Bear, uh, Bortles. Derek for Derek Carr, because the Raiders have a ton of cap. They can bite the bullet on just like the Browns did on Osweiler, and they can get maybe a first or second for Derek Carr, who I Gruden's been throwing shots to Derek Carr the past like three weeks. And I, I, I could see yeah. and if you're the Raiders, yeah. obviously that team knows you're not going for a win anytime soon. So might as well bottom yeah. all no. the way out. And yeah. Derek Carr. Where I, I don't know he's great, but if you throw him into the Jaguars locker room, all of a sudden they go, oh, well, this guy was good two years ago, and that defense is revitalized. I think it could work. I don't know, Kevin, you said that. Now, I'll, real quick, I don't know if you saw this quote, but Derek Carr had to deny yes, crying thank you. in the locker room. He Dude, says, now, let really? me say something. LJ, he says there's a rift between him and the rest of the locker room because they think he cried after an apparent arm injury two weeks ago. And so he's having <laughs> Look, to say, apparent. I didn't shed one tear. He has a quote that says, I did not shed a tear <laughs> when you have to go oh. out into the national media and explain that you didn't cry you fucking cried, yes, you you cried, cried. like a baby and so he because everybody in that locker room is going oh man come on man he cried there's no way he's gonna make it to another locker room like that well that's, that's why uh, no he goes, he goes to jacksonville he goes to jacksonville with a clean slate and he can be like look y'all don't oh. know like the raiders yeah. know who Derek Carr. he is who they thought he was and he's a crybaby he's not bortles yeah. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey would have Derek Carr for lunch. It'd be like a scene from Orange is the <laughs> New Black. Just, can we watch just that? Yeah, can we get a camera Jacksonville up in there? edition? Man, he's like, come on All back right. here to this room, man. Let me show you something. All right, we. I, I'm sure the Jags may come up again, but I'll go on uh, uh, to move on from the buys. My buy this week, and it's. I think Tony's going to like this one because he might have either he bought him last week or he just talked talked him up. But I'm actually going to buy the Detroit Lions. And the reason being, uh, okay, the reason being is because I, d- I think the NFC North is kind of up. There's a big cluster right now between the NFC North and who's yeah. who you like in that division. The Bears are, I think, one game out of first. At, they're in the fourth place, and they're only one game out of first right now. And I was going to buy the Packers. I really wanted to buy in on Aaron Rodgers and get healthy after bye week. But then I looked at their schedule, and they go at the Rams this week and then at New England next week. Now, if they win both those games, I'm buying them for maybe Super Bowl contender. But they could easily go 0-2 in those two and would not shock me. Yeah. And the Lions schedule coming up, they got the Seahawks, I think, this week. And then I just don't know for sure, but I like the Vikings, but I'm just not 100% sold. And I agree with what Tony said, where – if you catch the lines at home, they're t- they're a little bit scary. Yeah. Stafford can put up some points. Yeah. They got three good receivers, yeah. and finally, I think they finally learned that that running back they took in the first or second round—I forget where they got him—but he's Gary actually pretty Johnson. talented. And they might should hand him the ball, yeah. and he went for like 150 yards. He could easily break out the rest of this you year. Might. Hey, yeah, you know what? Did they put if the Broncos? Yeah. So, Carryon Johnson was the leading rusher in the SEC. The SEC basically is better than the AFC South. So, you know, if you got the, if you got okay. the leading rusher from that, then you should you should run him. And so, 
I, Kevin, you're right. I, I, they cost me. The Lions actually cost me money because my exact quote from my bookie is: "If there's any time that there's a plus in front of the Detroit's, you, you take them." They were they were <laughs> road favorites in Miami. Like man, no way. And then there you go. That's well, football. It, I don't so, understand. I, Coaches that's, that's are so bad. Buy. They're so silly when it, it's just like what you see with Aaron Jones at, at the Packers. You have these running backs who when they get the ball, they average like five yards a carry. But for whatever reason, these stubborn coaches go, oh, well, he's a rookie. And we did bring in the veteran LeGarrette Blunt, So we need to make sure to give him 15 touches. Like, no, just because he's a rookie doesn't mean he's not your best running back. Just hand him the dang ball. Yeah. It blows my mind. Yeah, but maybe true. they learned their lesson. And I'm just going to I'm, I'm going to go with the lines there for a bye. And yeah. moving on to the. Uh, now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. I will say, I'm going to stay in the NFC North and who we thought they were. And maybe it's not who we thought he was, but it's who we need to start thinking of him. Adam Thielen might just be the wow, best yeah. up there with the best receivers. I mean, we we had the conversation a week or two yeah, ago about if Hopkins is the best receiver. I, athletically, I don't know if if there's things that those guys do where they jump up and catch balls where I go, man, no one else can do that. And maybe Thielen can't, but the dude has now been – he's now the first player in NFL history to have uh, seven straight 100-yard games to start a game in the Super Bowl he's era. Good. The last guy to do that was yeah. for the Oilers yeah. in like 60. And it's just interesting. I know a lot of people know his story, but Thielen's story is just so fascinating to me that in 2009, he gets a $500 scholarship to go play at Minnesota State. And then he goes undrafted 2013. Then the next two years in 2014 to 16, the Vikings pay him a total of a million and a half to play practice squad and some special teams. Then last year, he gets the $10 million guarantee after a great year. And now this year, he is... If not, I'm not going to say he's the best receiver, but he's now put himself squarely in the category with with Antonio Browns and Hopkins and AJ Greens because he just he does it every week. You know where they're throwing it, and he does it every single week. I think you're overplaying a little bit, but I think you're also not terribly wrong. Like that is he is he is on fire. Just I do think he 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 does benefit from having Diggs on the other side. I think Diggs is a really good receiver. Yeah, and so you got to pick your poison. Cousins is a like what? By the way, what the hell is up with all the Kirk Cousins hate in the world? Like Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Yeah. Um, I just think Kirk Cousins at some point is going to resurface as Kirk Cousins that we all know and love, and it's going to be in a big moment. But I do what, agree. He is, who is the Kirk Cousins Kirk we all Cousins know, we know and love? Kirk Cousins we know and love is, is a, a 26 a 26-5 guy. 26 touchdowns, five interceptions, 3,500 yards. Well, who doesn't want Where that you guy? Get this Kirk Cousins I is garbage baloney. Well, no, I don't think he's garbage. <laughs> I just don't think he's a stud. And, I, well, I do think he has the best receivers he's ever had. And I did, at the beginning of the well, year, I picked true. the Vikings to win the Super Bowl. So I was buying into yeah. some of the Kirk Cousins hype. Yeah. And, I, and I, I really admire Kirk Cousins for, for playing that that uh, franchise tag out perfectly and inking the, the, yeah. the Redskins for every guaranteed dollar they got and then going and getting a fully guaranteed yeah. for Vikings. Like, shout out to Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I mean, I – Le'Veon Bell probably hate his former Michigan State teammate probably hates it because you just can't do that as a running back because you don't you take a different right. beat and they don't protect you like they do yeah. the quarterback. But shout out to right. Kirk for getting his money. Well, yeah, but I, Kevin, I just, I'll give you I'll give you props for that Adam Thielen call. That is that's a pretty good call. We are who thought they were, you know, because he has all of a sudden it, you can't doubt that he's the number one wide receiver statistically in the NFL right now, and you could say more important to their team. He's just doing a great job. Uh, for the Vikings and out of nowhere. I, I don't know. I, I'd have to go back and look, but I can't think of anyone that was that low in the, um, you know, in the, well, he wasn't drafted, I don't believe. I mean, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like a, a Miles Austin when he broke out with the Cowboys just because he was yeah. from Monmouth and no one really knew him. But Thielen does this. 
It's yeah. not like a big game every couple weeks. He does. A, it's a consistent 115 yards and usually a touchdown you know, Jerry, every single week. You know, Jerry Rice was from a small college, um, but he was drafted pretty high. And, and, you know, Jerry Rice, arguably the best wide receiver ever to play the game. But, you know, Thielen, he's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy. He's not the most athletic guy. He just goes and grabs those passes, and he's doing it at a phenomenal rate right now. So great, I great say, call. Yeah. Oh, and then I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll finish on the and I'll let let you go, L. But I think he kind of gets a, a an a fair uh, an unfair shake about he's not the I think he is really athletic and he looks really fast at times. I think him being white makes us go. He's a deceptive. <laughs> you know, I swear. Doesn't help. What are you Doesn't help. Yeah. If he if saying, he Kevin? were if he were Stephon Diggs' skin tone, I think we would we would say he's <laughs> a very athletic receiver and and uh, up there. You know, and because he's white, he just looks slower to me, to you, to all of us. We just assume he's slower. I swear. Yeah, you paint uh, you paint flames on the side of your car to make it go faster. <laughs> yeah. So you know, maybe it's I, like yeah. he just needs flames on his socks. Um, so LJ, who, who's who's this week's who we thought they were for you? Well, I will say there. So there are some coaches that are uh, good head coaches. There are some coaches that are bad head coaches, but good coordinators. And then there's Mike McCoy's that shouldn't be hired by anybody <laughs> ever in any league. And he proves it week in and week out. He's got the best receiving back in the NFL, and he runs it up the middle every play. He may have the um, best back. I mean, David Johnson's garbage. one of the top three backs. I mean, I would say Gurley and them are better, but he's right there with the top backs in the NFL. Yeah. And he can't find a way. Him. They don't use him. Oh, Mike McCoy is exactly who I thought he was. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Mike McCoy is now your uh, now your home lighting specialist at your nearest Home Depot. So uh, <laughs> you can go see him anytime you'd like. He and Jason Garrett are going to find each other next year. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> Jason Garrett will be in plumbing. It just, I need a, I it need just a, didn't. Um, excuse me. I I I need to I need to find a washer dryer set for under eight hundred dollars. Mister Garrett, can you help me with that? <laughs> I agree with well, you. I'll have to talk to McCoy because he's on electrical. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, and Garrett's going to say, "Well, excuse me, you got to give me a minute. Let me think about it. I can't make a decision that quick." <laughs> You're so. Right. But then McCoy's going to come up with a decision. And Garrett's going <laughs> to. I will say that is yeah. the best yeah. lie I've ever seen, McCoy. You are dead on. <laughs> Yeah, that's you're so right, though, LJ. You were spot on. I mean, just two years ago, before he got hurt last year, Bruce Arians showed that David Johnson should be thrown out in the slot. He should be moving him around. He was using mm-hmm. him kind of like the Rams do Gurley. And you saw David Johnson go like, I don't forget what he, I think 2,500 yards from scrimmage or something insane. And then, and then Mike McCoy gets yeah. there and he goes, You know what we're going to run? We're going to run halfback dive right up the center's butt <laughs> every single time for three yards. Well, and here's the stupidest part of that. So the the Jets play the Broncos, yeah. 240 yards rushing. The Rams play the Broncos, 230 yards rushing. The Cardinals play the Broncos in like, what, 30 yards rushing? Or something? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just some ridiculously low number. And so oh, finally, what is going on? He's the worst. I, I don't own. We, we mentioned how uh, angry and we've heard how angry some Melvin Gordon, Gordon owners are. I wish Tony, I wish Tony was a David Johnson owner because boy, he would his rant would be great. No, no, that that goes to uh, a guy named Keith Smith. You know, so. <laughs> oh, poor Keith, <laughs> my boy. Yeah, the Mac Daddy. So Mac who, Daddy. who who do you got this week, uh, Tony? For who who who's so, who you thought they were? You know, I this is going to be bad because we've bashed them so much, and I was thinking about changing this, but you know, Dallas is who we thought they were. I, I you know, I just can't get over <laughs> yeah, this. That's fair. I just can't get over this. How can you not win this game? How can you not make a play? How can you not 
be that person or be that team, be that player who steps up and wins a game. They can't do it. They just, they are who we thought they were. They can't you know, go out there and win the game. I will, uh, to, to throw on that, and, and it's something Jerry Jones is maybe needs to take notice of, I, he likes to put all his former uh, players out into the media, obviously, as you see with Jason Witten, Jason Garrett, <laughs> or I mean, uh, Tony Romo and, and Troy Aikman. But as y'all kind of mentioned earlier, this past, or Troy Aikman, doesn't didn't like the the Amari Cooper trade. Witten was on Monday Night Football a couple weeks ago talking about how he would have gone for it on fourth down and you can't be so conservative. And then you have Tony Romo who just completely basically outcoached Jason Garrett from the booth on Sunday. If you were watching that game, <laughs> he was like calling, "Here's what you should do," and then Garrett did the exact opposite over and over again, like just telling the fans, "Here's what your coach ought to do." And really, Tony oh, Romo, I, it should be Lincoln Riley, but Tony Romo deserves a fair shake. He got shat. He got shafted. <laughs> by Jason Garrett's whole career. Tony Romo should be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys because the only reason we're just now realizing that Garrett is so bad at the end of the fourth quarter is because Tony Romo masked all of his 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 terrible head coaching mistakes by almost making like by all his fourth quarter comebacks. Uh, Let's go ahead Kevin. and bring him down. Head coach of the Cowboys from the booth to the sideline, baby. Kevin, you can't be a top five quarterback <laughs> of all time room. and also be a head coach in the NFL. So just remember that you got to make <laughs> a choice, buddy. Make a let's choice. bring that. Let's bring that Hall of Fame quarterback and, and broadcaster and put bring him down to make make him a Hall of Fame head coach too. <laughs> All of face. Sorry, you you know I have to I have to find a way to get my Tony Romo in my love in for Romo every week. So uh, that's yeah. And Ben Roethlisberger Ben Roethlisberger is going to be head coach of Denver Broncos when he retires too. Oh man, that would be fantastic. Well, awesome. oh man, I uh, speaking yeah, of I even. speaking of Tony Romo, something else that he's synonymous for playoffs. We're talking about playoffs. <laughs> you kidding me? Playoffs. I, I, thought, we I thought that was a perfect segue to the playoffs because, you know, Tony Romo and playoffs go so well together. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to. So since we missed last week, we'll throw out two for this week. And I'm going to go ahead and start just because I'm going to. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I don't even have one. Oh, I'm going to oh, be. Shit. I'm going to be real boring. And I'm just I realize that I haven't put the Buffalo Bills in my playoffs thing. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the <laughs> Buffalo Bills after they got shellacked oh, by the Colts. And then I also realized that I haven't put the Raiders on my uh, not making the playoffs. <laughs> okay. So, after after John Gruden, he tried to act like he wasn't punting on the year, but clearly he's punting on this year now. And I'm oh, going to yeah. say the Raiders and Bills. Smartly. They, I think the over-under for games won by those two teams combined. I'm going to set it at two and a half. Would you go over or under? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I think I go over. Yeah. But damn, that's a close one. The, the, yeah, they're probably play somebody who doesn't have to win in week 17. They'll get that one. I'm actually. I'm really <laughs> pissed off at the Bills because they robbed us at a chance for Nathan Peterman to solidify himself as the worst quarterback <laughs> in NFL history by starting 50 year old Derek Anderson. He hadn't even thought about playing football for the past like four years, and then the Bills two, are like, two years. Would you like to start a game no, for two years? Would would you like to start? Yeah, I get. We could have had Nathan like Peterman been the first Craig's player list. ever. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, the Bills put out on Craigslist wanted starting NFL quarterback. You must have previous experience. <laughs> and Please they, contact. They oh. they tried to get they tried to get uh, like Matt Liner, but Matt Liner's like, no, I'm cool with my broadcasting career. So they were like, Derek <laughs> Anderson, how about you? Would you like to start? And Anderson's like, yeah, I'll come make a million dollars just to come get hit a few times. And and yet and yet. No Colin Kaepernick. Uh-oh. Don't, don't even get us started. I agree with you. Well, I, didn't, I was hoping for laughs there, boys. I wasn't me trying to make a social statement. 
Yeah. Oh, let's do it. Hey, you, you should. You missed it. You should. You I, as soon as Derek Anderson started, it, the 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 Kaepernick Twitter came out hardcore, and then Bortles had his game. I mean, it was a good weekend for the Kaepernick Twitter stance. Them yeah. and the analytical and Twitter, yeah. they they yeah. were all out there. Yeah. So ah uh, yeah, that's where Jacksonville's going next. Uh, is that so? So playoffs is that is that what I heard, Tony? You're saying Jacksonville's not making the playoffs, or oh yeah, so you. I knew you said that Jackson will show up again, and you're right. Jacksonville is my pick for not making <laughs> well, the playoffs so for the th- first that's, the first pick. I can see that more likely than than buying buying yeah. Bortles stock. So I can appreciate that, and I'm sure that I'm not buying Bortles stock. Wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. Can we hold for yeah. a second? I'm not buying Bortles stock. I'm buying Jacksonville yeah, stock. Yeah. And, and, and so here's the thing. Okay. So what you said, LJ, though, is, is interesting. You guys were talking about all the turmoil that's in the locker room, and the one thing that Doug Marone did do last year for Jacksonville is he brought them together because it had been somewhat of a hard sell for that franchise for several years. They can't pack the stadium. They can't get any uh, support. They rallied that last year. Tough, tough team, tough defense. Uh, Bortles was just serviceable, and they had a hard runner. Fournette yeah. probably is not going to be back this year. If he is, it's going to be 10, week 10, week 12. This is a lingering injury. They go and get Carlos Hyde. Uh, something is something is afoot at the Circle K, as Ted would say. And so um, – <laughs> Jacksonville's in a lot of trouble, not just because they're three and four, because it is a is a crappy division and anybody could win it. But th- there's just they don't have the chemistry that they had last year to get done in that, and 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 that's a, that's a shame because you know I, I I do like the franchise, but so them and then I'm gonna have to go with the Nanner Niner Niners. Uh, <laughs> they're just they're yeah, just done. That's fair. And uh, they can't keep a freaking running back healthy. If I was Matt Breida, I, I I don't know. I would just kind of trot out and then trot back and say, "Well, Has I know anyone- I'm gonna get hurt at some point in time today, so y'all don't put me out here. Just just go ahead and put me under the tent." He goes out and plays. He's a tough kid. Jeez, man, mm-hmm. he gets hurt every well, fifth play. I was gonna ask hits. that about Breida. Is Breida? Yeah. I've never seen a guy look like he has a career-ending injury more often, but come back every single week than Matt. Every single week, it looks like yeah. Breda tore his ACL, and then, I mean, then he's back next week. Our favorite quarterback. Yeah, yeah but- man, he he beat me to it. I was gonna say other than Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, yeah. So you mentioned no, you mentioned Jaguars, and you mentioned kid. how they're in a, in a world of trouble. And I got a statement well, on that too. Go my ahead. statement. I'm circling back around to Mister Mister Blake Bortles and. So they this offseason they decided to give him a they could have just left it one more year on his rookie deal the the fifth year option that first round picks get he would have got like 19 million dollars this year and they could have delayed the decision on whether they want to pay him or not one more year but instead they give him a 3 year uh 54 million dollar contract with 26 and a half guaranteed just to throw I wanted to throw out some of the guys by the way Blake Bortles since he dra- since he came into the league leads the NFL in interceptions thrown and instead of Blake Bortles and giving him that big contract. They could have maybe, you know, instead of – I've been on the whole don't draft running backs high. I don't think it's smart. They could have drafted Mahomes instead of Fournette two years ago or Deshaun Watson instead of Fournette two years ago. And I don't even want to imagine – I know Andy Reid makes Mahomes what he is to uh, – to a, in a large part, but still, well, in the talent to, around him, to I mean, see either one of if Deshaun Watson's yeah. doing with 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 Bill O'Brien. If you put him with that defense in Jacksonville, all of a sudden, I'm I don't know. And then they could have traded for Teddy Bridgewater, which the Saints traded like I don't know a third round pick for, and they're not paying hardly anything. Like nothing. Or yeah. even they could have got Tony's boy Alex Smith 
who the, he got paid a four year instead of three years, but it was only about five million dollars yeah. more per year. When when it comes to quarterbacks, I know I say only five million, but when it comes to quarterbacks, that's not that much. Alex Smith on this roster, I mean, they might be undefeated because Alex Smith's not going to lose you the game. Captain and they could. I don't know why they have not called up <laughs> the Browns Manning, to try to trade for Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> I just don't understand. There's so many better options yeah. than Blake Bortles, but yet yeah. they're just they screwed it up. They paid him, so now. They feel like they're on the hook for this guaranteed money, so they got to play him. And that's exactly what Ramsey was talking about when he said, we all know what it is, but we can't talk about it. Yeah. But that's my that's my little rant. LJ, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say that uh, your your problem with Jacksonville is that they got some turmoil in the locker room. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Or that's well, problem. my problem a is problem. Blake Bortles. My main problem is just Blake Bortles. Well, I'm talking Tony. Tony's the one calling him out of the yeah, playoffs. Okay. Yeah, and that's um, yeah, and that goes to their main their main asset is their defense and the chemistry of that defense. And you can say what you want to say. Great defenses have great chemistry, and they're losing that right now. Well, I just I remember somebody telling me why the pay, the Steelers were going to uh, to make it to the playoffs was because the Patriots don't have to get along. I I, I don't remember who said that, though. Some, <laughs> some really yeah. good uh, yeah. betting guru, maybe. But, That's right. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know that your your views on chemistry feel that consistent to me. I'm just throwing no, that out there. I, yo, no, you're right. I, but understand what I just said, though. I said a defense needs great – a great defense needs great chemistry. Okay, so the Patriots, Antonio Brown can hate yeah. Roethlisberger, but if Campbell doesn't like Ramsey, we got a big problem. we got a big problem, right, because they okay, got to work together. Right. But offensively, Tom Brady hey, says – That's a fair distinction. Brady says, I don't – yeah, I don't give a shit, you know, Julian, what you do after you leave here, as long as it's not something with Giselle. But <laughs> just go run that eight yard out. And I'll hit you. I disagree with you, but that is totally fair. That is a very fair difference. You know, that's, I mean, I hear that. That makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. That's, so, that's the only deal. So, LJ, I, I know you <clears throat> weren't quite ready for this until I sprung it on you, but do you have a oh, playoff I'm going to take pick? it easy. I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to go with the uh, Arizona Cardinals uh, because what? I haven't because taken them yet. Why not? Yeah. And, uh, and the New York Jets because I haven't taken them yet. So, uh well, that's the same thing I did. I kind of, like an hour before we were coming on, I was like, oh, shit, I need to pick <laughs> two playoff teams. Jets, 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 Jets. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all kind of like the Jets, they're, though, in week number two, though. The Jets were out there, too. Ooh, the Jets. What about the well, Jets? Well, we tried to, call, like, we tried to oh, calm down the set. Darnold band We tried to calm down. Uh, you guys hopped on this like every yeah. rookie or second-year quarterback yeah. is a generational talent. Well, yeah, I, I, I actually that. think I think uh, me and Mr. Me and Mr. Green over here th- tried to throw some water on the Darnold hype. Not saying that he – I think Darnold's yeah. still going to be a good quarterback in the NFL, but just the fact that like all of a sudden yeah, Jets fans were like, playoffs, playoff, 10 yeah. wins? Could we get 10 wins with Darnold? No. It's like, uh, yeah. no, it's yeah. still it's no. still the Patriots division. No. Yeah. That's so, probably, yeah. I wanted so, to ask yeah. easy we, for me. I'm not taking any chances this week. But, I've been doing that a lot. So before we roll out, I wanted to uh, bring up one last one last topic. And uh, since since we got our man out here, the, the betting man, I looked up uh, MVP odds for uh, this year uh, going from the, from from now on. And do you, couldn't you guess who the favorite is to win the MVP right now? Uh, Patty Mahomes. It is the once in a generation player, Patrick Mahomes at plus 400. <laughs> and behind him, behind him is Breeze Gurley tied at plus 600. And then it go and Rogers. He's tied up there with them at 600. And then Jared Goff and, and uh, Tom Brady follow. And then it's a big drop off to Phillip Rivers, Cam Newton, Alvin Kamara and, and Matt Ryan, which interesting that Matt Ryan jumped in there. I hate football, but <laughs> so I looked up, I looked up some stats real quick, L. 
And just, I, this, yeah. the, the on pace guy is gonna is gonna love these because I just kind of took where where we're at right now and and some guys that are on pace, right? And your boy Patty Mahomes the second is on pace right now to have five thousand yards passing, fifty four touchdowns total, with four of those being rushing if he if he continues to have two more rushing touchdowns and ten interceptions. Just to put that in perspective, L, I know he might not he might not continue that, but just to throw that in perspective, Brady in two thousand seven and arguably the best statistical year ever went 4,800 yards, 50 touchdowns, and eight interceptions. So Mahomes may end up having a better year this year than Tom Brady did in 07. May. May. Um, I will also <laughs> say, let's let's take a look before we get too excited about how many times the Chiefs have started blank and O and then ended oh, up uh, not making As the soon playoffs. as the weather gets so cold like, and, and Andy Reid's... Uh, Paul yeah. Matei... Andy Reid's mustache yeah. starts freezing up a little bit. Yeah, they they could they could have a, a few bad games here. He's got a problem when Arrowhead doesn't serve hot mac and cheese anymore yeah. because it's too cold before it gets to him. Yeah. So like that's true. It's not gonna happen. Winter needs to, is it, coming, and so <laughs> is good. But chill. yeah, he's good. And I will say this though: their defense is still really bad. They haven't done anything to oh, improve God. that. So uh, it's going to be tough for them not well, to score forty points plus. Now Kareem Hunt is should he's coming on be the guy down the stretch for them. If Andy Reid is smart, he understands well, I mean, where that is. Just this past week and, on and Sunday Night Football, forward, so. I, I don't think anyone's saying the Bing. I don't Bengals aren't getting called a Super Bowl favorite, but they're a no, possible playoff team, team and a good team, and they just beat them like a yeah, drum, forty five to ten. Them. And for all you for all you betting fans out there, uh, Al Michaels threw it out there. But did you see Tony? The over under for that game for total points scored was it was a pretty much set all around at fifty six or fifty six and a half. And the game yeah. ended up being with inside the ten yard line. L at forty five to ten. Yeah. Andy Reid on fourth down decided instead of kicking the field goal because that'd be running up the score. <laughs> I guess he go decided to it. go for it, and they didn't get it. So it ended at forty five yeah. to ten because then the Bengals yeah. put the backups in. Yeah. Oh uh, my God. Two Tom- bad beats for you. For the people's with Too the, bad for beats the people for this with the week overs, is that probably hurt. Yeah, and 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 I can tell you there was a lot of people because it started at fifty four, fifty five, and ended up like fifty eight, fifty eight and a half. Yeah. But um, the uh, the other bad beat was Mr. Odell Beckham uh, grabbing that uh-huh. meaningless touchdown there yeah. at the end, yeah. and then them going for two. It's like oh, you <laughs> yep. know. So that was a five. <laughs> so the, the Falcons were five point favorites, and that last thing it was it was a three point game, and so that was a really yeah. really bad beat. So on yeah. on MVP odds, I think it almost always goes to quarterback, and it's probably a toss up. Between Mahomes, Breeze, Rodgers, and Brady, I would say. I don't know if y'all have argued with that, but kind of which one of those quarterbacks does it. But interesting, it's going to come – it'll be interesting to see what happens if the Rams can continue this. I know they have a couple big games going, and they'll have – they'll play the the Chiefs coming up in Mexico City in a few weeks. So who knows if they stay undefeated. But if they end up going undefeated, could you see a Todd Gurley or a running back win the MVP in today's NFL? Well – yeah, I mean, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think he deserve he might deserve it, but I don't think he wins it. And I just don't think they'll well, be willing to give it to golf, even though he is going to end up with a bunch of touchdowns. I just, yeah, the only thing they could look for here, here's the, and I'll, this is my opinion on that is I think Mahomes is MVP if even if he doesn't keep that pace that you talked about, Kevin, if he gets to 45 to 50 because he's just a that feel-good story, Chiefs are going from really nothing to being a, a playoff contender. Oh, I mean, they've, uh, they they've lost been, their, they've well, they the lost their starting round. quarterback. They yeah. bring in a second-year guy. Well, they gave away it's their a good story. starting quarterback. But but what but what I would say yeah, is, though – They give away their <laughs> – yeah. They're six and zero every year starting quarter. Yeah. What are you now, talking so, about? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> anyway, let's see how they finish. But 
for Todd Gurley to get the MVP, they're looking for that thousand thousand guy. So if he can get a thousand plus yeah. yards rushing, a thousand plus yards receiving, that's when I think you can talk about Todd Gurley. I don't know his statistics on the on the receiving side. It's pretty high. I think he's on pace for it. Well, but if Mahomes breaks fifty plus touchdowns, there's no way Gurley gets it. If Mahomes stays under forty five or at forty to forty five, there's a possibility Gurley could take MVP if he gets the thousand thousand. Well, interestingly, that you brought that up, I I did the on pace for Gurley too, and he's not on pace for a thousand thousand, but he is on pace for twenty one hundred yards from scrimmage. So he would break the two thousand yard, but it'd be like uh, yeah. fifteen hundred yards rushing and six hundred yeah. yards receiving. I think he'd, he'd but have where to he have gets that Marshall it, Marshall Falk season and do the thousand. It's the touchdowns though. He's on pace right now to have thirty touchdowns. And I looked at the only other running backs well, to win the MVP since two thousand one, and Sean Alexander won it in 05. He had two thousand, just under two thousand yards from scrimmage, which was basically all rushing. I think he had like seventy yards receiving or something. Yeah, and twenty eight touchdowns. Did he have twenty two, twenty four touchdowns. That he year? had twenty eight touchdowns that Alexander. year, which broke the record 28 okay and then LT and 06 which was probably until we'll see what Gurley does this year but for for I know you probably wear this Mr. Fantasy but probably the best fantasy year ever when he went for 2300 total yards and 33 touchdowns including two passing touchdowns and then there was AP who won it in 2012 which he he only had 13 touchdowns but he did it because he basically had he had 2300 scrimmage yards but it was basically all rushing and he came what yeah, like I think broke the rushing record he either broke the rushing record came like a couple yards shy he was right Close, there but- so He's on Gurley's on pace to have one of those crazy years where 30 touchdowns may be enough to get you the MVP if they go like undefeated or 15 and 1. But there's also a guy, there's also a guy in New England who gets to play the the Bills two more times this year and he also they have jo- yeah. they have Josh Gordon and they have a terrible yeah. defense. They're probably going to put up some points. Uh, their running back just got hurt so he's probably going to throw more. There uh, there's a lot to be said. I just it, it I wouldn't put money on a running back to win MVP if I had to just cuz it's quarterback league. I just wish a defender had a chance at it. I because isn't Khalil Mack on pace for like a Lawrence Taylor in a quarter or something well, like that? The, I mean, their defense kind of fell off the path. He got uh, he had the yeah. cramps or hurt, whatever happened in that game. And yeah. well, I guess I hadn't really watched yeah. last week and the week before they, that much. They kind of so fell off their yeah, defense the past two weeks. And I just yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, honestly, fair enough. I'll, I'll take back. I'll give LJ a little love on this. So here you go, and it is going to be very, very hard for Patrick Mahomes to stay on the pace that he's on right now. It's really going to be difficult. He probably finishes 35, 38 touchdown passes, and there's going to he's going to finally something's going to happen. Now, if he doesn't, then it, he should be the MVP. But I, it really would be great if Todd Gurley got that if he stays healthy and gets thirty plus touchdowns. He he ought to get it. And I I would be in favor of that. And that's another big one. Running backs, Run, it's very to, easily he could sprain an ankle or. Or something to miss a couple weeks. Yeah, much more likely for that to happen than Mahomes or or another quarterback. But yeah, really, yeah. yeah. Although Mahomes I was looking at, there, so I just by looking at these odds, right. seeing seeing Phil Rivers' name pop up there, and and the Chargers, uh, you bought them a couple weeks ago, Ellen. I even you bought them. I thought, man, they're still you're having to buy a little high, but they're only going up from here. I just I love what they're doing, and I know I know yeah. Tony's are. Well, you said that that would be the name that. I'd put a little bit of smart money on. I mean, not a lot. Well, but we all know if you've listened Rivers, to this honestly. podcast, you know, Tony, for whatever reason, hates the Bosa brothers and doesn't realize how good Joey Bosa is at, at the Chargers. <laughs> but I, just speaking of Philip Rivers, and I agree, the smart money, maybe, you know, throw it on him. And if they end up going right on a, a win since a like bit. week 11 of last year, they have the best record in the NFL for what it's worth. But yeah, you, we mentioned Eli Manning earlier. Who? If you go back in that draft, the Eli Manning Philip Rivers draft, who's been the better quarterback for their career? I know Eli Manning has the two Super Bowls. Certainly not Ben Roethlisberger. Um, 
<laughs> it all depends I'll on. Take, I'll take Philip Rivers though because, like, I know he been, has a clunky been, throwing motion, and he's probably going to get pissed off at your Broncos at some point and be yelling at the refs for some weird reason. And he's going to say that's heckin' crazy. But he's pretty but, good. Um, yeah, he's good. He's great. He's, good. And he's always. Been I, good. I think you go. Uh, you know, if you're counting Super Bowls, then Philip Rivers falls behind, and and even in sure. getting to that big game, and, and so it was garbage. That's that's a tough one, and and that was kind of the knock on John Elway until he got his final two. It was a knock on mm-hmm. um, Dan Marino. I, Dan Marino's great, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but you yeah, know, no Never could get get back to get that ring, and and so I think that's that's a tough one. I, I think Eli has a ring too. Uh, he got through on that. Uh, you know, Ben has two that he stole yeah. from Brady, right? Ben has stole both of them from maybe the greatest quarterback so of all time. Ben has a ring or two. <laughs> so, but Philip yeah, Rivers is still. Yeah. Ben, and here's ben my thing. Shares two with the rest of his team. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's the thing about Philip. Last thing on Philip Rivers from me. I'll shut up. He's such a crybaby. I get Whoa, so tired. Whoa, the Ben Roethlisberger guy. Rivers I just ripping off, ripping wow. off his no, ripping off his helmet and going and yelling at officials. Why do you call this? Why do you call that? The, 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 shut up and play the game. That's the uh, only there's a thing guy in New England. There's Phillip a guy in New England. You watch his game and watch how many times he complains about a call. In the show notes this week, I'm going to drop that Ben Roethlisberger getting tapped on the helmet by uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. It's all right. And uh, hey, until you, I mean, well, there's also yeah, until you've okay, been yeah, tapped by the rivers. nub, you don't know what's what it feels like. I'm telling right? you, it is it is insane <laughs> what a Super Bowl will do for you though, because there's a guy in New England that does that same thing and has complained for passing or, or roughing the passer calls for the past ten years, yeah. but he has five rings, so it, it changes. But yeah. He and Rodgers are the reason we can't tackle each other. I don't, I don't know days. if Rivers hey, Philip Rivers has like 27 kids, though, so he can do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> I don't know if Rivers ends up being. Uh, he's going to have a team of his own. He's going to have the expansion yeah. team, the yeah. the San Diego Rivers. I don't know where y'all <laughs> stand on Rivers as a Hall of Fame quarterback or not. I think when it's all said and done, his stats will probably yep. put him in close. But yep. if he can get it, it yep. might count on. Can he get a Super Bowl here towards the end of his career? And I think that'll put him in. Wes, I mean, he's going to be on that threshold, I think, of the maybes. Um, up. And we'll see. He's got yeah. to end it well to to get there. I think. Chargers have a Chargers have a three year window with him, and I think he'll 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 ante up and he'll stay with him for three years. They've got to a fill a home stadium. B fill a, they, well, they fill it with the other. To be the they, guy they don't even have a home stadium. <laughs> they fill it with Raiders fans. Well, the all second the time. This, <laughs> that is the new stadium, and the, I don't know if you read that story. They can't sell. Their licenses, they're they're license. They're not. They've had like fifteen thousand licenses. The now, NFL the is questioning out, all the owners the got Chargers. together and they're questioning on whether they should have ever moved him to LA. And I, yeah. that was the biggest charges. Charges may charges maybe the team in London. No, well that's the Jaguars. No, that's, I'd, that's, I'd the, okay that's the Jags. If they're gonna move him to LA. Might as well move him. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. But I, they've got Chargers have two years. Yeah, Chargers have a two year window to get there with with Rivers. And honestly, I think next year is probably their year. Melvin Gordon will be in his prime. Those were that receiving core is in their prime. Uh, you'll have Hunter Henry back. Joey Bosa. If Bosa, if Bosa can get healthy, then I can't have a wait. I, so. I'm going to clip the recording from last I week. Can't wait. When he comes back, yeah. you're going to see it down the stretch of the season where Bosa and Ingram yeah. are just rushing the lighting the world on yeah, fire. You know on what? The ends there. Yeah, Bosa's going to be fantastic. We've already got that clip, by the way. It's our yeah. promo for Bosa's going to be back, fantastic so for three quarters, <laughs> and in the fourth quarter, when he comes out with a dislocated elbow or a fractured tibia, 
no, he just needs to get. He just needs to something. go holler at Adrian Peterson and get that extra water in his juice. Get I, that little powder they yeah, put man. in there. That's yes, because he went to Ohio freaking state where they raised nothing the, but losers. The, the Ohio. No, I'm kidding. The I hate Ohio, Ohio State. state. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. The Ohio. Yeah. For all you Ohio State listeners out there, the Ohio State. All members. right, all right, boys. Well, send I, me all your mail. All one of you that understand how to find a podcast <laughs> on the internet. I think that about wraps it up for this week. Do you have any oh. other parting shots y'all want to throw out? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got one thing I got to talk about. All right. Okay. Chad Kelly. Did y'all see the news today oh, about Chad Kelly? Oh, I did see old Swag the Kelly. Oh, heir, I actually didn't the see it. heir apparent to the Denver Broncos fame and fortune. Okay, no. so <laughs> here's one. Oh, God. This is, better, this is better than Baker Mayfield getting tackled on Dixon Street. So, Chad Kelly. Oh, God. Von Miller. So, here's the story. So, Von Miller has. Wait, Von's not a part of this. Well, season. yeah, it's Von yeah. Miller's party. Von Miller has a Halloween uh, party. So, Chad Kelly goes to this Halloween party, and this is the best part. Dressed up in a cowboy outfit. And so apparently Chad gets so inebriated or on something that he forgets where the hell he's at. And so he walks, he walks into another person's house, sits down Uh, on their couch next to the wife who's feeding their like infant. (laughs) Who's holding their infant child. uh, Holds their infant child and says, what's up? So the guys that you need oh, to get swag Kelly. So so the so Kelly's <laughs> sitting there and so the guy's like, You gotta get the fuck out of my house. And he goes and grabs a, <laughs> you can't write this. Yes, he goes yes. and grabs a vacuum tube from his vacuum cleaner and starts smacking Jack <laughs> Kelly over the back. <laughs> So Chad yeah, I Kelly, swear, LJ, I up. swear, this is all legitimate. He is not making this up. Oh my! So Chad this Kelly is on the police report. Leaves, leaves the house and goes fine. I guess it was either his driver or his Uber. They find him in the back seat of an SUV down the street to a guy matching the description of the intruder, and so he gets arrested for uh, trespassing. And and oh, so John God. Elway says and he admits to it. Yeah, John Way says we're very, very disappointed. Oh my <laughs> God! Case Keenum just bought three to four weeks extra as the you Denver know. You know. Speaking that. of Tony, uh, you brought this up. Awesome. This brought out starting. Uh, th- that's why this is this three day week has been a uh, it's been a Hall of Fame week for the for the Kaepernick Twitter stands because John Elway was once <laughs> quoted as saying he didn't go for Kaepernick because it'd be a distraction. Character yeah, issues. character yeah, issues yeah. and a distraction, yeah, and then yeah. and then Swag Kelly does this. I'll LJ, I will. I, I want to let you know though, it wasn't Von Miller's not to blame here. Von Miller holds a Halloween. I was reading up on it, and how he he, he, he does, does a party. Halloween party every year as a camaraderie thing, and likes to do this for the team, and he puts it all on because you know he made so no, much money. I think Swag Kelly's just Swag Kelly. You broke into yeah. one. Of, yeah. Von Miller's yeah. neighbors are not like nobodies in Denver. Yeah. Like you, that's so, a, that's probably a good neighborhood. I'm what? just saying. To, to so, his defense, Tony. He didn't break in. The, the, the owner said they he thought they had in. locked the doors, but the cops said there was like, no forcible entry. <laughs> he just happened to walk through their front door and <laughs> sat down. Six foot four he pulled a Ryan Rosillo in a cowboy in their 20s. He just, right? Ryan, it happens to the best <laughs> of us. It happened to my that, boy right? Ryan Rosillo in, in Wyoming one time. You know, it, it happens. <laughs> who, who hadn't done that, right? The only thing I'm worried about who hadn't done is that in their that, 20s. The only thing I'm worried about is it's going to come out with. So, so what? What really was he dressed up as a cowboy? And it was assless chaps. That's the <laughs> only thing I'm worried about. I was really hoping there when 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 uh, LJ brought up who hasn't done that in their 20s that that Uncle Tony would have had an old pop story. That would have been the highlight of now. the night. We might not just say it on air. He, he's probably cringing well, right now and getting nervous. You know, I think we all know that he does have some story, but. I, Y'all can play me out with this one, but there was this one time. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, I better. I better. Yeah, I'm, boy. Okay. Boy. I was going to cut it, but I wanted to have it on recording for blackmail. Pops yeah. was sweating bullets. It's okay, Pops. It's yeah. all right. Just one time. Hey, yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, you well, see it? I just popped no. it. Can you see that? There you go. There's your Pops. Quote All that. right, well that'll that'll do <laughs> okay. it for this week. Somehow, I didn't think we were going to get a, a Swag Kelly reference, but I'm so glad that we did hey, get to share that the, story with here, LJ. Here's the, here's the real brains behind the outfit. What's Denny's going on? Hey. What's hey. How's it going? <laughs> the, that's got to be the brains of the operation. Brains of the outfit right there. Brains of the yeah. outfit. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> that's who's behind all those my bookie locks. Which, by the way, you can still. I don't know how much. I don't know how much longer the promo code they're they're going to let it offer. We're we're about we're in week eight, so we're about to hit halfway point of the NFL season, and it's time it's time to start start playing. Stop being a rookie and and get in there and play with my bookie and and get in there with the winners. Go get it. Put in the promo code JPP25 and they will match, not only match your deposit dollar for dollar, they will also give you 25 extra dollars in your pocket. So go ahead. Skins on the road, baby. Skins on the road. Take them. Take them deep. There you go. All right. For this week's Pops, we we missed you, but uh, good having y'all, good having y'all boys on. And uh, we'll we'll see you back here next week. Peace out. Peace. Peace. So anyway, so my question is, so I make Kevin like he puts like this egg crate bed topper around him when he records so he doesn't sound bad. And yet somehow crickets are getting into my editing and I don't know what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny because LJ wasn't with us the first couple times you were on. And so he was like, he like put in the show notes. He's like, why are there crickets? What am I hearing? And I, I, me and dad both see that you're out on the back porch, but LJ just had no clue. (laughs) That's why I was. That's why I was doing this to drive you crazy. By the way, I just thought, <laughs> well, yeah. you do a, you do a great job at that. You need to keep that up. <laughs> you do it. Yeah, I wish right, I could. Right, you know, I hear you guys so well on Skype, and then on.